Welcome to Just Sayin', a podcast produced by and recorded at Tri-State Worship Center. Now here are your hosts, Allison Gardner and Pastor Terry Wagner. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Just Sayin' podcast. My name's Allison Gardner. I'm here with Pastor Terry. Hey, Allison. I'm not even going to finish her name. Well, you know if what? If people don't know who you are. If they don't know by now, it don't matter. Where you been? Well, where you been? Well, first of all, welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah, welcome. But where you been? <laughs> Hi, Allison. Hi. You, you can go ahead now. I've interrupted you and uh, kind of messed up your train of thought. So now go ahead. Choo, so now choo. go ahead. Even yeah. though the train is like left crash the and station. burn now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's left the station, Why? but it's also off minute. the tracks. Wait a minute. Like, did, derailed? How did she go from left the station to crash and burn? Because I mean, you interrupted wow. me. I mean, like, quite, you just... That's you quite went, a leap. You, you went just, right there. You interrupted me. <laughs> how am I... The, how is this my fault? Do you know how far apart uh, train rails are? Like the rails that the wheels are on? Yeah. Four feet, eight and a half inches. Oh. Wow. You know why? The more you know. <laughs> why? <laughs> Join us next. Week <laughs> why? That's how wide the Roman roads were made. Really? Yeah. Huh. And yeah, it's just a, a factoid. That fun you w- fact for today. You want to hear another fun fact? Well, I don't know. Birds don't have taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was wow. fun, but it was a fact. Yeah, <laughs> you have ruined my life. Birds do not have taste buds. So if you put out like chili powder... Outside in a bird feeder, they're going to eat it. Sounds like something someone might have done. (laughs) Perhaps. To see the birds fly off and explode. They don't, but they eat it. They don't, they don't care. But it has to do something to the digestive system. Oh, come on. We got to go back to the train rails for a minute. Because I I just assumed that they made them that wide just in case somebody ever needed to lay down and let the train pass over them. No, not unless they were a midget. Yeah, who is I'm just sorry, for people who are no, that I mean, tall? Vertically no, challenged. I mean they lay they lay inside of it, but it's oh. the width of a you know, the width of a person. Lincoln, Lincoln. <laughs> I'm joking. A- I don't really think that's why Abraham they did Lincoln, that, three years before his assassination, made a, the the rail width a standard width, so that of course they were going across the country, right. yeah. and it was based on the, originally the Roman road. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Fun. I mean, that has nothing to do with today's podcast. Nothing to do with today. Nope. Nothing at all. I just want everybody to know how smart I am. That was, uh, he he made that known in the CSX proclamation. (laughs) Oh, good grief. Yes, he did. Anyway. How did you know that? I read it (laughs) in a book. In a book. (laughs) In class. I read it on the internet, so you know There was a test. Wikipedia. Yeah, Wikipedia. Mm. (laughs) If it's there, it's true. It's exactly. Um, For someone. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, who else is with us today? Let's get the train back in the station. (laughs) (laughs) We're reeling it in, guys. Another metaphor. Fishing now. Um, (laughs) Um... we are here doing season five of the Just Saying podcast. And if you haven't listened to any episodes so far, where you been? Where you, you been? been? You need to go back and listen because we've had some great interviews. You got a lot of homework. Yes, we are. What are we doing this season, PT? We are doing life change through the lens of scripture. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So today, not just life change. Not like we're being motivational yeah. coaches or or food experts. But through the lens of scripture, mm. life change. Yes. Yes. So today we have another special guest. This time it actually is special. <laughs> he is special. <laughs> Even more specialist. Yes. Well, wait a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. Than the last one. 
We didn't introduce Tyler yet. Tyler, I'm, I'm not sorry. Important. I'm wow. so sorry. We might as well Ty start Ty, over. our okay. sound magician. Hi, sorry Allison. about that. I'm so. We just really derailed today. <laughs> yeah. Really, we really and did. I guess you're going to blame it on me. <laughs> yeah, it's PT's fault. Well, Anyways, <laughs> that's what the pastor does. He just gets blamed for everything. It's true. It's that's okay. usually when I, if something goes wrong, I say, oh, I, I got broad that's shoulders. PT? It's all right. <laughs> Bring it on. I ain't afraid of it. Well, today we are interviewing. A special guest. Very special guest. Very special guest. And a good friend. All right. And a very important uh, part of what goes on here at Tri-State Worship V-I-P. Center. V-I-P. Mm. <laughs> V-I-P. Wow. His name, Josh Wilkerson. Hello. <laughs> hey, Josh. Hello. How you doing? All right. Good. Welcome. We, we really are glad you came yes, to join we are. us today. Yeah. You, you have to put up me. with some of our craziness, but antics. Yeah, we'll we'll kind of bring antics. it down now. Yeah, yeah. We'll get serious in a minute. Why? In one uh, minute. Yeah, one minute. That's we have okay. one minute. <laughs> nope. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. It's been five minutes. Okay. We gotta get. Serious. We gotta go. Oh. Gotta go. Serious now. <laughs> hmm. Josh, so put on your go ahead. Your, okay. your serious face. So, Josh, for those who don't know you. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? What are you doing here? Well, um, <laughs> sorry. I came to share my story of what Jesus has did in my life, what he's delivered me from, where he's brought me from. Um, you know, I grew up in church, didn't really make no confession of faith until I was about 19-ish. Mm-hmm. Out of a out of a jailhouse, actually, wow. in, a, in a jail cell. I well, went. wait a minute. You got they have to back, <laughs> back up here a little bit for us. Okay. Kind of, kind of. Don't give us the blow by blow definition, but kind of give us the backstory of how how that came to pass. How jail came to pass. Well, how jail how jail came to pass, but then how how you made this confession of faith coming out of out of incarceration. Yeah. Well, I actually made it incarceration, and that's what I was, you know. Um, but jail, it, you know, came from drinking and fighting, and uh, it just got got in the wrong place at the wrong time. And they was like, "Hey, we're gonna make an example out of you." So, and I was in there, and I was going to church, and and this old preacher was coming, and he was preaching pretty hard, and he just gave an altar call one time, and I was like, "Man, I, I think I need to respond to that." And I went up front and let him pray for me, and I prayed, and he took me out what they call the Sally Port. And it's where they first bring you into the jail. And he had a big metal tub and baptized me right there. Oh, wow. Mm. That's awesome. So, (laughs) and I, you know, I I made all these promises like, God, you know, help me. And and I did good for about three years. You know, I got out and and, uh, did good for about three years and just kind of fell to the wayside of being a young man in in the world I was living in. And Why do you think that happened? Why? Why do you think that fade? How? How long before? Sorry, I don't. That's mean, all right. How, no, interrupt how, me, Tyler. I'm it's just okay. curious. How long after that before you were released? How long after you? Were... Um, a year, maybe. Okay, so you were in there a year. Yeah. So, okay. And sorry, then a couple I, years after that. A couple years after that, you know, got back out and uh, kind of just got wanted to be involved in something. And I never got involved in church. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just like I sit idle and I wanted to be a part of something. And it just so happened that I fell back into my old ways, the old friends, the old, you know, the old places. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when I should have, but I didn't have that 
person to bring me up or tell me, hey, this is what you should do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of fell back to my old ways. That's why I'm curious. I was curious about that because I'm just wondering: is this the the pastor that did he visit often, or did he only come every so often? Or in, in this in the jail? In the jail? Um, no, he came every week. Okay, it was like every I don't know Thursday or something like that. What do you feel like it was easy? I know it's probably a weird question, but it's got my mind just wondering. <laughs> do you think it was easier before you got out? Oh, to, absolutely. To keep in that mind frame? Sure. Yeah. There, I mean, um, you know, all I did when I was in there was read my Bible, right? You know, yeah, and, and was motivated to to live that life, but I didn't know how to live it outside right. of there. Yeah, and instead of um, taking that step of getting um, in a local body and getting um, rooted somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't do that. I mm-hmm. kind of just set the Bible down when I got home and was like, you know, it feels good to be home. I've been in there about three years, you know, after it was all said and done. And, and I was just, like, glad to be home and all these things. And I just kind of set the Bible down, but kind of just kept Jesus in the back of my mind type thing mm-hmm. until I started picking up the bottle again, you know. And then, obviously, it was it was conviction, conviction, conviction. After that, I would be drinking and realize this is not this is not it. And I would go find my uncle. The only person that I really talked to about the Lord was my uncle. And I would go find him, no matter if I've been drinking or not. And I'd pick him up, put him in my truck, and I'd sit there all night long and talk about the Bible. Mm -hmm. And um, so I always wanted to be living for the Lord, but I, I don't know if it was... I don't know if it was just waiting on getting connected with a local body somewhere. What kept me from doing those things... You said something, uh, and this has kind of always been my go-to with people that, that struggle with any kind of addictive behavior. And you, you said when you got out, you started hanging out with the same friends and going to— and I've always said it's the people and the places. Yeah. you got to stay away from the people and well, the places. Well, bad company corrupts good character. Mm, leave it to Allison. Mm-hmm. That's in the scripture. <laughs> quote the Bible. First, first, first Corinthians 15, Wow. Oh. Looky there. Yeah, man. <laughs> that, that used to be one of my favorite scriptures. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, so, the, you know, you really kind of answered a couple of questions that, that we've been trying to ask everybody. Mm-hmm. One is, you know, who was instrumental yeah. in, in bringing you to this uh, saving knowledge? It sounds like early in life you went to church. Yeah. But but it, but this pastor, this minister in the, in the prison or in the jail yeah. really was the guy. But then once you got out and you kind of— faded from that tell us how you found your way back well <laughs> i found my way back um i kind of i kind of was just floating around drinking partying and uh i was going to visit my grandpa and my grandma and they was like hey we we've been going to church at this church this guy goes he lives up the road from us and you should try it out and come with us basically and i <clears throat> i got out and tried it and I ended up liking it, so I stayed and, uh, you know, made that confession of, of, of asking the Lord to just rededicate my life and and take me back, pretty much the, the modern-day prodigal son type thing, and and uh, he did, of course, and I stayed there for about eight years, and, and the pastor there, was he was a good a good guy, and, and he kind of took me under his wing, mm. 
Uh, he realized I was young. I wasn't married. I didn't have no kids. And he fished a lot, and he was looking for a fishing buddy, and I mm. love to fish. <laughs> so, you know, he kind of just took me in, kind of like uh, was a dad to me, mm. really a spiritual father and a dad. Uh, that don't mean everything he taught me was good. I mean, he meant well, but everything didn't come out well. But uh, he took me under his wing and, and just showed me the ropes of what church and, and serving and, and doing these things should look like, kind of. Mm. Um, and I kind of just, you know, hung in there with him. So that's how I got back to getting around the, the body of Christ. Mm. Mm. So was it, I'm sure it wasn't, uh, you know, flowers and daisies after that, uh, getting back in with that church. What? So. No. <laughs> it's not a rosy road. <laughs> Talk no. about your, um, I'd like to hear about your sanctification uh, since that, since that time. And uh, <laughs> your spiritual growth. Yes. Your spiritual you growth. Hey, I'm we, sorry. <laughs> Allison has a way of just using these $100 words. Yeah, we're supposed yeah. to have a jar out here that every time she uses one, she puts money it, in. Before I came, I said, I'm going to be sitting at the table with three really smart guys. Oh, no. So let, well, me get my, let me get my dictionary two. real quick. Two. No, I mean, I no I just, mean. just the way that. The, just the one. Oh, well, hush, hush. Just the way that the Lord has worked in your life since then. I mean, you know, obviously our spiritual growth doesn't start and stop at the altar or wherever we are saved. Um, because if it did, then we would die right. then and there. Right. There's more, there's work to be done in us. So tell us about, about that. Well, there, you know, there, it sounds like I might be... Um, in and out of church and I, you know it is what it is but I stayed there nine eight to nine years with this guy and um went through a, a, a really really bad time in my life some things was just happening and and uh, I was looking for an excuse to just blame God to blame people to just really feel sorry for myself and and wanted to pick up things of, of the old way Mm -hmm. And I did that for a while, and I realized obviously that I'd stepped out away from the Lord again. And and uh, but in between, let me back up. Sorry, this eight years I, I learned how to be real re religious, hmm. like you know Pharisee type kind of guy. Like I I could tell you all the rules, but there was still a part of me that was not living mm -hmm. in that relationship with Christ. So. Um, I didn't really know what a relationship with Christ was until I actually came to this church, you know, to, to, to Tri-State Worship Center. So um, that eight years, you know, I learned a lot about the Bible. I learned a lot about church setting. I learned a lot about a lot of things, but mm -hmm. I never learned how to be in a relationship with Christ. So when I stepped out and on the Lord again, and, and then I realized that I was not perfect and that I had faults in my own, and I really fell hard. And at, at that time, uh, I asked my mom, I said, you know, listen, I, I want to get away from where I am right now. And, you know, I said, could you call my uncle? He's a pastor, my uncle-in-law. He's a pastor. And I asked him, could I come stay with him? He allowed me to come stay with him. I went to his church, and, uh, and I, you know, I said, hey, I want to live for the Lord. I never want to look back again. And at that moment, uh, you know, I felt a di I felt different. I knew that there was a change in, in, in the way that I was seeking God. I had done been to the bottom of the barrel, so to speak, 
And I, I didn't want to live the life that I lived and, and be fake and, and be a hypocrite mm-hmm. or be any of the things that I was in my past. For once, I really wanted to give everything to Christ. And I did that and, and uh, ended up moving to South Point. Me and Brittany, my wife, today ended up getting married. Some people's heard that story already and all we're going We're going to get into that. <laughs> okay. So, so anyways, so um, we, ended, you know, we ended up here at Tri-State Worship Center, and, and I heard Pastor Terry start preaching about this relationship with Christ, and it's about relationship, and it's about all these things. And I'm like, man, I, you know, I never had that. I, I never, you know, I, I, when he excuse me, talked about religious people and the Pharisees, I was thinking I could relate more to that than I could with the person with the relationship. So I started seeking this relationship. Day in, day out, I started finding ways that I could just get closer to God and experience that relationship and not be judgmental and not be a rule keeper or somebody that checks the box every day because I had that down pat. You know, I, I read my Bible. I prayed so many times a day. I made sure I witnessed to people. Even at gas stations at two in the morning, I would go out because I was single and I would go and pray and witness to them and tell them, you know, you got to turn from your wicked ways or you're going to, you know, hell and all these things. But I never knew how to love people to Christ. Right. right? So yeah. um, so it started the the best of my relationship started here this this the last four years or whatever, mm-hmm. however long we've been here and. And really experiencing God's love for me and accepting that so I could pass it on mm-hmm. to other people. Mm-hmm. Let me let me take a little bit of a, a turn. I mean, we're going to finish these, these questions we want to ask you. But I just feel like right now, if there's somebody that's listening to this podcast that's struggling with addictive behavior or struggling with, you know, religion versus relationship, what just... Just talk to them. Just tell them something right now. I would I would say that, you know, obviously come try us out at Tri-State if you Well, have. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this Pastor Terry guy you're talking about, he must be great. Sounds real know. swell. I, yeah. No, I would say um, definitely um, it's not about the rules. It's not about all the rules that you can keep because if, if we was trying to keep the rules, we would we'd never uh, make it anyways. It's about the grace of, of God, the grace of Jesus Christ that unmerited favor that he gave us. And we have to learn to accept that and uh, start living in that. And once we do that, we then we experience a true freedom, right? Like we experience that burden that is lifted that Christ said, uh, take upon me, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We start experiencing how his burden is light and not heavy. Because when I was keeping the rules, everything was hard. I always felt burdened. I always felt like I'm not good enough. I'm not going to make it. I can't do this. But when I accepted the grace and I started living in that and seeking that relationship, things just like that that lifted up off of me. So I, I would say if anybody's listening right now and would, and, and are, is struggling with that, I would say just let go of, of trying to keep the rules and let go of trying to live for other people because that's what we're doing. When we're doing the rule keeping, it's checking the box so we're we're good enough in public and we're good enough at our churches and we're good enough to do these other things so people would notice and just live for Christ. Mm-hmm. When COVID came, I started seeking Christ. Like, I mean, I used every, all that time to just try to pursue my relationship with God. And, uh, it, you know, it got better. It got stronger, but it didn't get stronger because I was keeping keep checking the box Mm -hmm. it got stronger because i woke up every morning and i was delight i was delighted 
to to meet with Christ. I wanted to wake up and and praise Him and sing songs and 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 go to Him in, in prayer. But not only go to Him in prayer, but also listen to what He had to say back to me, or just feel His presence, just to be in His presence. Mm-hmm. So it got better because of those things, um, not the relationship or not the the rule keeping. And I think I know you well enough that. Obviously, we do good things. That's not. Yeah. It's not that we just abandon trying to do anything yeah. good. But that needs to be birthed out of the relationship side Absolutely. of of, of, yeah. of who we are in Christ. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, I just I felt like that uh, that you could probably share to that. So I'm, I'm again. I, Allison's the producer. She's the <laughs> boss. She's the one that decides what we're doing. So, uh, but I'm going to ask you give us the abbreviated version if you can. Um, of you and Brittany's story, because it's such a great story of, of redemption and, and and bringing things back together after they've been destroyed and so forth and so on. So um, me and Brittany, I was 20, all them times that I got in and out of church, I, I found Brittany at my work one day. This lady said, hey, I got this real nice girl. Um she she's look she's single and, I, and she's like I'd like to introduce you and I said well you know I'm not really interested in anybody unless they go to church and she's like well she goes to church mm-hmm. and I was like sure have her come up so Brittany comes to her to our work and uh, we meet first date we go to church to this gospel singing you know and all these things and four months or five goes by we get married and we buy a trailer and we move it set it up and everything and Brittany's like. I think I want to move back to Proctorville <laughs> to my mom's house. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm established here with my job, my church, everything. I, I don't think I want to do that. So she's like, well, what is, I'll just stay down here and you just stay up there. Well, you know, just stubborn young kids. We got divorced. That's that's why we got divorced. There was no other reason. That was it. So um, she goes on. I have kids and, and, and 13 or 14 years goes by. And I'm walking down the road, and I've done, <laughs> I have done, turned my back on the Lord at this point. And I'm walking down the road, and I'm not in a very good state of mind, or, you know, I've turned back to drugs and all these other things. And, and Brittany goes by. I don't know that she goes by because I haven't spoke you, to you her. You didn't see her go by. I did not see her go by. I have not spoke to her in 13 years. So. <laughs> I'm going walking down the street and and I go home and some and for some reason I guess this reason now <laughs> I, I have this feeling of I'm gonna message Brittany Sammons on Facebook. I messaged her and she said, "I just seen you walking." <laughs> I said, "Well, if you just see me walking, why didn't you pick me up?" <laughs> she said, "Because I didn't know what kind of shape you was in." I said, "Well, that was that was a good that good was a call good on your part. <laughs> that was good on your part." So. So uh, to to shorten it up, I went to rehab and uh, started working on my life at that moment. And she said, you know, I'll do whatever I can to help you. And I I called her all the time from rehab. She would come and visit me and all these things. And we started talking and we started dating. And then we moved, you know, moved on from there. And eventually uh, I got in church. She got in church. We got married and remarried. Remarried. And uh, had a had a baby, and the baby is now three, and, and you know, obviously the love of both of our lives. And I mean, it's just amazing what God has done in our life since then. What, wow. a, what I mean, we sit around all the time and think, "Wow, yeah. you know," because 
13 years. It's a long never, time. Yeah. I never spoke to her. Yeah. 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 And I and I happened to be walking down the road <laughs> for some meanness that I'd done been in earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and she sees me. So like God took that and made something good out of it. Yeah. You know, so when when <laughs> I just see this playing out like God's orchestrating us for her to drive right. by and for you guys to meet and then they, yeah. Neither one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Neither one of them saw each other. Yeah. Okay, now I got to... <laughs> she, she saw me. She saw me. She just wasn't going to stop. I said, you didn't see me walking. She said, yes, I did. You had a red shirt on and you was kicking a stick. <laughs> and I said... That's pretty detailed. <laughs> at that point, I was like, well, you should have stopped then. Right. <laughs> I was still quite a ways away from my house. <laughs> so, oh, no, it, it, was, it was awesome, though. I mean, to, to sit and think of that and... And one of the problems that we had was I wanted kids then, and she didn't think she could have kids, mm-hmm. right, when our first when we first got married. And that, that's kind of the first thing God did. We got married, and she got pregnant uh, two months later, a month and a half. She, we, she was pregnant. Wow. Well, it's, uh, uh, and, and I guess maybe because I'm dealing with some couples that, you know, are just struggling in their relationship with each other, you know, to know that. 13 years, yeah. you know, that, that the Lord can still do miraculous things yes. even after that kind of a season of time. Amazing. We we look back at it, and both of us, and she'll be the first to tell you, um, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I wouldn't have been stubborn, and I wish, you know, I wish, I wish, I wish, but we didn't, and we was, but it, it's so awesome. We look back now, and we're thinking, you know, what we could have did for the Lord if we would have been obedient to him, mm-hmm. right? So, um, I mean, we know that divorce is not okay. We're not for that uh, or anything, but we we was disobedient, and, and we look back now thinking, man, I wish we could have been obedient yeah. because we could have done great things then. Don't mean you can't now. Well, you are doing great so, things now. Right, and and it's it's just a blessing. We love each other. We love we're best friends. Yeah. We, we don't do anything hardly without each other. Yeah. And I and I can attest to that. I've yeah. been around them outside of church, and yeah. and that is that's how they are. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just think it's just such a cool story. Yes, yeah. it was. You it know. was captivating. Yeah. We were all it's, like, just uh, you can't see me right now, but we're just staring at Josh. Yeah. Staring <laughs> it's it's better. It's better when Brittany tells it because she'll tell her parts. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't put my. You know, I don't want to. You know, beat up on my wife. Or <laughs> she'll tell you how big a mistake she made leaving a guy like me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, girl. Yeah, don't you know? yeah. I have a stick and everything. <laughs> right. And a red shirt. Down the road. Look at that boy yeah. just taking a stick. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing is, the trailer we bought set up, and uh, I dug the water lines, hooked the electric up. Anybody that's ever living in a mobile home know what you got to go through to get do that. We never stayed one night in it. <laughs> Wow. You're kidding. We never what? stayed one night in. Wow. It. Yeah, we no, not one night. Now was uh was that was that in Mango or was no, that up here somewhere? Kanawha County. We, Kanawha. we 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 uh we lived in well, was going to live in Nitro. I lived in Nitro. So Cuz you're originally from Mango, right? I'm originally from Mingo County. Now where's Brittany? Brittany's from Proctorville. Proctorville, Ohio. okay. Yeah, so right. um and that's why she was like, "I want to go back down to my mom and my dad." Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, um, so you talked about how uh, you went through this whole thing of uh, being able to check off the boxes of having a spiritual life. Um, but we know that in 
those spiritual disciplines like Bible reading and prayer, there is real value in using those things to grow your relationship with Christ. So what does that look like now in light of your new outlook on your relationship with Christ? How do you practice those, those things guarding against falling into just checking off the boxes, but also really using them to grow closer to Christ? Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, obviously agree that they are necessary things. Um, now I just kind of, I enjoy, I enjoy that I get to get into the word and learn new things Hmm. about me, about Christ, um, you know, because the, I realize that the word is really living, hmm. you know, so, yeah. um, and I realize how close it keeps me to God. Mm-hmm. And even when things get bumpy or, or a day's not going the way that it should, I think, get in the word, mm-hmm. you know, seek God out, um, pray, you know, listen to some worship songs, just worship God where you are. It looks like, and there's no way to say things like the answer the question that you've asked me without sound like I'm like trying to be braggish or something, but I'm not. But, no, we know you are. Well, yeah. you're right. So, <laughs> no, you had a stick at one. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So, um, it like it looks like you might see me walking, and you might see my hands up in the air because I'm unashamed at this moment. Like I am willing to serve God with with everything and leave the consequences up to him. So it looks like um, me waking up, whatever time I wake up, I try to go in and read my Bible and start my day with that. If I don't, I don't beat myself up to the point of uh, I'm not going to heaven now, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I try to wake up in the morning and I got a little room and I, and I have a Bible in there and I have a little table and I go in there and I just take notes of what God's saying to me and write them down. Uh, because I have a couple, a little bit of memory problems from past things I did, and I like to write it down when God's kind of just talking to me through the Word, and I like to pray it, and, and I, I also use that same room for a prayer room. Yeah. I'll I'll turn on some gospel music, uh, and and might stay in there ten minutes, five minutes, fifteen minutes, and mm-hmm. and I just like to get in there and just let loose, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I like to do it right there. Um, like I am unashamed, like mm-hmm. that song that they sing sometimes. Because uh, sometimes, you know, it's it's good to, to do things, I guess, out in front of people and all that. But I like the, the personal time with yeah. God. Well, Scripture like, says, yeah. go into your room and right. pray to your Father who yeah. is in secret. Yeah. Because the Pharisees were the ones who would pray in the synagogues as loud right. as they could, yeah. just right. so everybody else could hear them. Right. Yeah. So I like to get busy yeah. in, in, in my little room and... Yeah. Um, and that's my time that I get to really just go after God as far as uh, start my day. Mm, yeah. And then you might see me walking or you might see me on the lawnmower out here at church and I might just stop and just praise him right there, you know. But um, it looks like that. It looks like um, still going and seeking people, trying to, 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 to bring them to church and uh, introduce them to Christ, but mm. in a different kind of way, through a loving way, through a way that, explains to them hey listen this is where i was used to my story my used to my my approach was let me take a bunch of this scripture and i'm going to throw it at you and i'm going to tell you if you're not saved how you're going to go to hell which is true if you're not saved you're going to hell mm-hmm. but now i try to take where i was you know hey listen i was addicted to porn i was addicted to drugs alcohol cigarettes tobacco god's delivered me from every bit of that I did not do that on my own. You're no different than I am or was, you know. So 
uh, and I'm just trying to tell you that God loves you and he will change everything in your life if you allow him to and give you purpose and give you hope. Mm -hmm. So it looks more like that now, <laughs> you know. So it, I guess you could say with experience and, and, and time of, of, of a lot of doing it the wrong way. So Yeah. Um, I, I read a, a little saying earlier today that goes with, it says that public power comes from private discipline. Yeah. You know, awesome. that, that what, what we live out is really going to reflect what we do in the closet, right. in, in, that, in that prayer room. Um, I mean, what, I know there's like forever more stories in, in, in your story. What, what has been uh, your greatest joy since coming back to the Lord, and what has been the biggest struggle? My greatest joy is, is releasing all fear. I mean, pretty much all fear. I don't want to say all fear. I mean, there's always them, them times that, but uh, just willing to to do whatever for Christ. Just to say, hey, you know what, God, I believe that you have me. I believe that you're going to to, to watch over me and, and you're going to equip me to do whatever it is that you're asking me to do. And, and, and that fear that used to grip me in them moments, mm -hmm. you know, that would hold me back from serving mm -hmm. the way I wanted to. That's the biggest joy that I could say because at this very moment I know I may I may fail, you know, but God's purpose is gonna it's gonna it's gonna succeed. Right. So I, just God opening that up in me and allowing me to do the things that I that I love doing for Him. I love talking about Him. I love being a, a servant for Him. Stuff like that, and just do it with no fear. Now you know, just just hey, I'm gonna do it. In um, the second part of that greatest question, struggle. The, the greatest struggle was <laughs> would have had as as of today has been um prayer you know sometimes yeah. i know I, I it's just consistently having the things to go to god about and and i i struggle with the words to praise him <laughs> because i know he's I, I don't know i just i can't come up with the words i just don't i'm speechless Mm -hmm. When I when I think of God and I just I mean sometimes mm -hmm. I read scripture to him, you know, um, or Psalms and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And that that's kind of been my biggest struggle, uh, as far as like I, I just would love to have words to praise mm -hmm. him. I would love to like to know that that they you know I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you could probably get some big ones from Allison. Yeah, right. Right. You're right. Big <laughs> but the thing is, is that we're like. Humanity is so limited yeah. that we will never be able right. to to fully praise God the way that He deserves. Even in eternity, like we're just going to be continually seeing Him more and more fully, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. fully realizing yeah. who He is. But especially on this side of eternity, like there's no there's no naming it right. because we are so limited and God is so limitless right. and. We we throw around big words all the time for little things like calling something awesome mm -hmm. that when you compare it to God yeah. isn't awesome. No. I heard a whole <laughs> message preached on that about ten years ago. <laughs> like getting on people for using that word. Like the only thing that, that is awesome is God. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I mean like I guess what I'm trying to say is um the, the biggest struggle, the biggest um is <laughs> I realize that I can't come up with the words that's going to praise him, mm -hmm. but it, it's it, that t that haunts me. Like I want to, mm -hmm. I want to please him that bad. 
And sometimes I, I have to watch and guard against, like you you said earlier, um, to step back, stepping back into checking the box, mm-hmm. mm, because yeah. I can. That's a slippery slope that wanting to please God could th- could go hand in hand with if I do this, if I do that, if I do that. But then the scripture says, without faith, you mm-hmm. know, it's impossible to please Him. So I realized that just believing, just trusting. And that pleases him alone. Just trusting what he says and, and doing what he says mm-hmm. pleases him. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. It is good. I, good. I love the way he said it. And, and Josh is, you know, he teaches uh, Celebrate Recovery here at, at the church, he, uh, which they are on a break right now. They just finished the first go go through. I think we're going to restart in September. Um, he, he takes care of a lot of the maintenance things around here. And, and Brittany, his wife, is our uh, van driver. And she brings some precious cargo every service, Wednesday night, Sunday morning. She brings those kids to church that mm. that can't get here any other way. Mm. And uh, and Lennox, the, the little three year old that Josh made reference to earlier, she's <laughs> she's in the middle of all of it too. You know, <laughs> matter of fact, I heard she was trying to drive the van <laughs> this weekend yeah. because she had the key in her purse and didn't tell anybody. About it. Yeah. yeah, I was looking for the key. <laughs> I was like, you see the kids? <laughs> teach them young. Yeah. Teach them young. She likes to drive now. She, well, anything that will drive, she will. Wow. So. Let's not let her do that right, right. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, until we get a picture of her for the insurance. Right. So you put, put on the insurance. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, I, I, I feel like he's touched on everything. He has. I, I wanted to ask one more question. Yeah, go ahead. And that, and that is... And you kind of mentioned it a little bit in your last answer, but when you approach someone to try to share Jesus with them, just just give us what that looks like in your world. Uh, it kind of just looks like, you know, sometimes I just take gifts. <laughs> like, here, let me give you something. <laughs> Here's a new car. <laughs> would like to introduce you to Jesus. Now I want to ask you something. I, I just, it just, it kind of looks like, obviously, introducing myself, who I am, and, um, you know, just asking them, are, are they... Um, attenders of any church or ask them do they got a local body uh, that they go to or anything or, or what's their story mm-hmm. I, ask, I like to ask people what their story is and what where they stand at what their belief system is mm-hmm. what you know do they believe in God um, do they have a relationship with him uh, it's kind of how I approach people and, and then we kind of go from there and you know sometimes people's like they're just open like you know, you can give me whatever, say whatever, and they'll respond. But mm-hmm. sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. So uh, I kind of just try to be in the same places. I try to work now I, instead of uh, – I try to go to the same spots and see the same people. I try to work with a, a lot of people that's living on the streets mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. So I try to go to, like, places that, that I can be – people can get to know me. Right. And – really know that I'm I'm really telling them the truth about my past mm-hmm. and that I can relate to where they are and uh, and that they can see the change that this is not just somebody just randomly stopping by to tell right. them hey you need Jesus in your life and then they never see him again right you know if you're going to be there I'm going to be there like I, when I leave I tell people I hope you see me again because I plan on um, making myself known here mm-hmm. not because of me but because I want you to know who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what, you know, my approach now is, is like that. Um, I don't have really too much of, of the 
here lately, like been in Walmart and be like, hey, go talk to that person. Because mm-hmm. I've had that when I was young. At least I thought that's what it was. And <laughs> <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> I would do it. But <laughs> uh, clean up the mess on aisle 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't always go good. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody yeah. throws a pack of ramen noodles. At you. <laughs> Speaking of ramen noodles, that's our sponsor. Our sponsor. Oh, is, goodness. You know, it, it's it's really what I think. What I hear in just a few minutes that we've been able to spend together is, even though you said raised in church, then you know, kind of stepped away from that, found yourself in incarcerated, came back to the Lord. What uh, what kind of intrigues me, or, or I guess what gives me confidence is what I should say, is that the Bible says train up a child when they're young. Yeah. And, and when they're old, I know that we quote it as they won't part from it, yeah. but really it means it won't part from them. Yeah. And it sounds like that that's, that's a big deal as far as your life story. I mean, that, that early Absolutely. childhood development, if you will, uh, of the things of God yeah. has kind of always been... In there. Yeah, without that, um, obviously, I, I don't know that I would be here where I am uh, because that always <laughs> that always was a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I used to be, real quick, I used to be scared of storms, thunderstorms. You know, I, we lived in the country. I went out to burn the trash one time. The clouds got black, and the wind started blowing, and it blew some trash over, and, and I, I started running back to my <laughs> <laughs> to my mom. Man, I got that picture in my head now. So, so I was scared. <laughs> this was last week? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Every now and then I can still have a little bit of nervousness. <laughs> so it checks the weather every morning. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, and that that's part of this. I My house, when, when I was a kid, if you came in my house, it was on the weather channel day and night. I was under conviction at 13 so bad. Um, that the Lord was calling on my life so bad then that if the if it were lightning, I would drop where I was then and, and pray. <laughs> you think Jesus was coming back? I, <laughs> I would pray the, the, the sinner's prayer right there, God. <laughs> God forgive me, you know. I don't want to go to hell. And I would do that over and over and over, but um, instead of just really, I didn't know how to, to live that at that right. young, but... But I would hold on to that, and, and, and it carried on through my life that I knew that I needed Jesus in my life. And, that you know, that was just part of it, and uh, and it was it was hilarious looking back now. Well, I, <laughs> I, I laugh at that only because to prevent laughing at myself because I, I was raised yeah. in, after my dad's accident. Go back and listen to episode one of season one. <laughs> after my dad's accident, I was raised in church and got to a point where I, I stepped away and— uh, and I can, this is going to, this is, I don't know if I've ever admitted this <laughs> in public before, but um, I had gone to a drive-in theater, which the, the the church I grew up in was very legalistic Pentecostal church. I mean, if you went to the movie house, what they called it, you're, that's it, you're done. Well, I mean, I'm raised 
hearing uh, the book of Reve- the Revelation of Jesus Christ, how this you know this is going to turn red, and this is going. And we were in the drive-in theater, and a storm came up, and I'm ta- I'm talking the sky turned red. <laughs> I did this. <laughs> Lord, don't come back right now. <laughs> I'm in this I know I shouldn't be at the movie house. I'm sorry. I'm not right. <laughs> so I laugh at you to keep from laughing yeah. at myself. No, but, yes. Uh, oh goodness. So uh, you know, I said all that because. Um, the church did play that, that you had that impact in my life that I knew, you know, I needed Jesus, that something was missing, that that call on my life, that, that void. Um, so that when the time came that I knew what to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so, cool. So I'm glad of that. Yeah. Well, um, thank you, Josh. So much yeah, for That's sharing awesome. with us. Um, we appreciate your time and your testimony and um, your service to the yeah, church. Absolutely. And um, it's just, it's wonderful to be able to hear about it. Um and we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's all we have I think for today. That's it. So, we appreciate you, Ty. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Ty. Ty. Yeah. 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 You're too kind. <laughs> too kind. Well, well, we are, but oh. we still appreciate you. <laughs> We're also humble. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. probably the most humble. Oh, Is yeah. it raining? Oh yeah. <laughs> Do I need to pray right now? Is it a little red out there? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> goodness well um we hope you all enjoyed this episode and uh we will see you next time when we have another very important person special guest yes we'll see you then bye